Hey everyone, Comic-Con was last week and we got inundated with trailers, with so many trailers in fact that I decided to do a Comic-Con special for future flicks. Is there going to be anything really in-depth? Uh, only for a couple of the trailers. For the rest, I'm just going to briefly talk about them. This is going basically going to be an extended trailer trove. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Alright everyone, well welcome, welcome to the show. Like I said, Comic-Con happened over the weekend of the 20th through the 23rd of July. It is now the 31st when I'm recording this, so it's been a while. I've had time to look at all the trailers, give my thoughts. I didn't have much to say about a lot of them because a lot of them were for shows that either I'm not caught up on or I just haven't watched. So... We're going to breeze through a lot of the TV, because remember, this is feature flicks about movies, but in the trailer trove, I've historically talked about TV shows as well. So let's go over all the TV shows right now. Let's start off with that. Let's start off with Marvel Inhumans. We got a look at, or a bigger look at that, and I, I have to say, the show still looks mediocre. Nothing to write home about. It looks fully skippable, even or especially with the plethora of comic book TV shows out there. Makes me wonder, why did they choose this one? And I've said it once, and I'll say it again. The costume design looks like budget cosplay. I don't have high hopes of this show. I don't have high hopes of it lasting at all. So if you're even semi-interested in the show, I would start watching it day one just to give it as many extra viewings as you can or to help with their ratings. Because if not, since it's on one of the big four, it will get dropped. We also got a look at Arrow Season 5. It's more Arrow. You know what to expect. I am behind on this show because what really gets me about all of these uh, all of these shows too, and Anna and I were talking about this, is that you have to catch up with all of them because they do so many goddamn crossover episodes that... If you're behind on Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl, or maybe you don't care about Legends of Tomorrow or Flash, or maybe you are you don't care for Arrow anymore, but you love Flash and the others, you kind of have to know what, what's happening on the other shows to know what's going on in the crossovers. Otherwise, you're going to be confused as f***. And while I like it, when, when I was still caught up with all those shows, I really like the crossovers. They're really fun. Now it's all the time instead of once a season and it's it's just getting too much so now i haven't watched arrow in or flash like two seasons and i want to get back into it but it's just too much trouble and i wouldn't be surprised if these shows start to go away just because so many people are missing episodes because they get too far behind so then slowly, they'll probably start going in the order of Legends of Tomorrow first, then Supergirl, then Flash, then Arrow. Just in the opposite direction in which they came in, they will thus fade into nothingness because no one's caught up anymore. Westworld Season 2 has a trailer, and I, I didn't watch this trailer because I never watched Season 1. I wanted to watch Season 1. It looked interesting, but I could never find the time, so hopefully I will be able to find it online, stream it, and then get ready for Season 2. So just be aware that there's a trailer out there. I, I 
By the way, I'm not going to link to any of these trailers because I believe in your ability to use Google to navigate YouTube. And if for some weird reason you can't, if you can't find these for whatever sort of odd reason, let me know and I'll link it. But I, I believe in you. Believe in the me that believes in you. Game of Thrones got a trailer, so if you're not terribly behind on that show, like... Once again, this is a show I'm behind on. Then it was interesting for you. If not, I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want any spoilers. Because I've been very, very good about staying away from spoilers for Game of Thrones. I've only had one thing spoiled for me. And that's involving holding doors. So if you watch a show or you also had that spoiled, you know what I'm talking about. But that's the only spoiler I've had. So I, I've been really good with that. I didn't want to ruin it by watching this trailer. Right, Star Trek Discovery. This is what I'm really excited for. Star Trek Discovery has a new trailer. I'm going to love this a lot. A lot of Trek fans are going to like it. Of course, a lot of Trek fans are going to hate it too because it's not it's not the old stuff. Basically, Trek fans will split into two groups. There's a group like me and my friend Don who will love anything Trek just because it's more Trek. And then there are the group of other people, uh, let's call them ass that will hate it just because it's not the old stuff. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to like everything that comes out. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Don. But there'll be people who will just sit there with their butt puckered the whole time and not give it a shot because it's not Kirk. It's not Jean-Luc. Star Trek Discovery also got a lot of shit because of the dual female leads. And anyone who complains about that, just blanketly label, label them dickheads. It's okay. We're still riding the train of TV show trailers. The Gifted got a trailer. More mutants. Okay, cool. This time with Brian Singer at the helm. Yeah, all right, I'm listening. But they're advertising this as his project. However, I wonder how much he's going to have to do with it. Just like in a trailer, I'm gonna, the trailer I'm going to talk about next, it says it's going to have this big director behind it, but will that director stay on the entire time? Or will this be the case of a lot of shows that had really big pilots, sometimes directed by really famous people, and then that was it. The rest of the episodes are directed by someone else, so we will see where that goes. I also don't see this having a lot of longevity, and I feel the same way about Star Trek Discovery, no matter how great I think it's going to be. I don't think a lot of these shows we're seeing, new shows we're seeing trailers for are going to last, because they're on the big four. They're not on Netflix, they're not on Hulu, they're not on Amazon Prime, and NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC are horrible. If it doesn't make tons of money, if it doesn't get a lot of views, if it's just anywhere in the meh range, they will drop it for your next procedural crime drama. They would much rather do NCIS 5 or bring back another Law & Order show, which is another Law & Order show coming out. They'd much rather do that sh than anything new. And they don't realize that you need to give shows like this a chance. And that's something that CW knows really well. CW, Netflix, and the streaming services, and AMC know this amazingly well, that you have to give a show more than one season. The only time they will scrap a show after one season is if it does really bad. And we can't blame them for that, can we? Next up is another one I'm excited for. This is another sci-fi show, just like Star Trek Discovery. This is called The Orville. This is a good-looking show with... Seth MacFarlane behind the helm, a, a guy I'm not a fan of. I have not liked Family Guy since season four or five. It's just the same joke over and over again. They went, they really went too far, I believe, in a joke in season, season four or five. I forgot which one, and it lost me right there. And I like the look of this show so much that I don't give a sh that this guy I don't like is helming it, and he's the star. That's how great this looks. 
you know, I know I said that a lot of these shows are going to be canceled, but they can also do really well, just like Lost, just like Heroes did for you know, three seasons before they jumped the shark. Every once in a while, a show that doesn't fit the network TV formula will break through. Maybe one of these shows can do it. We will see. Uh, the Walking Dead got a new trailer. It's just more dark, depressing sh** with zombies in it. Great visuals from Greg Nicotero, and it, it's, it's really more of the same. It's a good show. I like it. I just It just got too heavy for me, and I couldn't watch it anymore just because it was, oh, does this day suck too? Another episode of everything being depressing and terrible. That That's great. It was a good show. had good writing, good acting, everything going for it. It I just need happy things. Not all the time, mind you. I watch depressing sh**, but I need happy stuff just once in a while. Throw me a bone, all right? Have a filler episode with some happy sh**. American Horror Story Cult had a trailer during Comic-Con. Of course, why do I have to say during Comic-Con? This is a Comic-Con special. Come on. Remember, that is a weird-ass FX horror show. It returns with more odd stuff. From what I've seen of the show, it is good. It just, it's just really weird. And nothing in the show made me want to watch more of it. This has a big following. And I fully support this because this is a, a horror TV show. And how many times have we seen that? Really? We, we haven't seen that a lot. So I, I, I support this. I think people should give it a shot. I gave it a shot. Wasn't a fan. But if you haven't tried it yet, just, just give it a try. Because we have to support shows that are in genres that we don't see a lot on TV. Because it can just expand what we see. Networks could see that shows like this work and go, okay, let's do one. And let's make it not suck. All right, Riverdale Season 2 has a trailer, as did... Preacher season two. I have not watched season one of any of those shows, so I skipped the trailers for fear of spoilers. But if you are a fan of those shows and you watched season one, hopefully if you are a fan of the show, you watch season one. Otherwise, you don't really know what you're talking about, right? If you watched the show and you liked it, check out the trailers if you haven't seen them. Uh, we got another trailer for The Defenders. Have you ever wanted the crossover episode to have its own damn TV show? Well, now they will. This looks good. But just like I said when I was talking about the Arrow trailer, this could suffer the same problem that a lot of people I've talked to had with Arrow and those shows is that you have to stay caught up with all these other shows. And so that means Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. If Netflix knows what they're doing, this will fall in between seasons of the shows, so it's you won't have to bounce back and forth between goddamn shows like you have to do with Arrow, Flash, and all those shows. So you can just make sure you're caught up, watch this full season, and then jump right back into the other shows when they come out. Hopefully that's what will happen. We got another trailer for Doctor Who. This is a special two Doctors, but this time it's not Tennant or Smith joining Capaldi. It looks good, but of course you're either a fan of Doctor Who or you're not. And even the fans will complain a lot. No one hates Doctor Who more than certain fans. It's just like on the Nerds of the Squared Circle podcast, just like Sam Jericho said, no one will complain. These aren't his exact words though, but no one will complain about WWE more than the fans. There were two trailers that dropped at Comic-Con that I had no idea were even coming. And these are for TV movies. So that's why I'm kind of putting this in the in the middle part. The first one is for Rocco's Modern Life, a movie called Static Cling. Will this movie and the next movie turn into a series? I, I actually don't know. I haven't read up enough about this. But the other one is Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. These both look really good. It looks like they capture the heart of the original shows. And I really cannot wait for more Rocco's and more Hey Arnold. And last, 
But certainly not least in the TV trailers, we have the trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. Oh my god, I can't wait. This season looks just as good as the first, maybe even better. And the benefit is we can jump right into it. They don't need to do all the introductory stuff that they did in the first season. Of course, it wasn't bad. I liked it. I, I loved season one, but this time we jump right into it. We'll see a lot of old faces. We'll see some new faces. More scary-ass, Silent Hill-esque sh** in the upside down this season is going to further prove to us that netflix and other streaming services are the future of television and with that my friends it is time for our first and only break there'll just be two words from our friends in other podcasts during this break and please stay tuned after the show for other words but now let's take a moment to hear a word from our friends at somewhat nerdy radio and nerds of the squared circle stay tuned Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast, SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back. We are back with the movie part. So we have five movies. I believe there are five, yes, five movies to talk about. And my spiels will get progressively longer as we go on. But let's start with the trailer for Bright. This stars Will Smith, and he plays a cop in Los Angeles, but in this world, magic and magical creatures are real. Smith gets partnered with another species, or a cop from another species, and someone calls it an affirmative action hire, and the two begin patrolling. One day, they find a burnt body that's just a skeleton still smoldering, and the person who did it. Turns out the person who did it had a magic wand. A magic wand is apparently a big deal in this world, and can do anything the person wants. So everyone wants to steal it after Will Smith and his partner get this, so they have to protect it. This looks really good. It comes out later this year. And the good thing is this is a Netflix movie, so it will be available to stream right away. All right, I'm going to get a little more detailed from here on out with the trailers. We have the trailer for Ready Player One. Uh, This begins basic enough. Some flashy scenes with Wade, the main character, of course. Wade putting on his janky-ass VR stuff. Uh, After the companies get their shout-out, we see Wade's home, which seems to be right out of the cover of the book. And he goes on to talk about how much he loves being in Oasis, which is this virtual reality network. And he says he loves to be in it because he gets to be himself. But then we see him in some sort of purple disco where, where with people jumping all over the place. Now, is this his best friend's den, as they mention in the book? Of, there won't be any spoilers for the book, just FYI. But in the book, his, his friend has a den. Will this be it? Or are they going to tinker with the storyline? 
We only time will tell. Then the Easter egg fest begins. We see the Iron Giant, which will probably get the Watch Your Mouth podcast crew to pop a chub since it's a giant f***ing robot. We see that Steven Spielberg directed this, which we already knew, but they just put his name up there to sell the movie to people who aren't fans of this series or this book. We see some random shot of a car, which could be a DeLorean drifting around a fountain in the middle of a wooded area. We then see some intense battle scene with one character riding a robotic scorpion through a battle. Some ugly bastard kills Freddy Krueger. Then the trailer asks us if we're ready. The music changes up and they start playing Tom Sawyer as we see the IOI people running up to their cars in unison and we get to see into the real world or their real world as they're all in fancy setups and they all are dressed in the same uniform. You can tell they work for this evil corporation. And then we see a red light. Ooh, this is a race. Cut to the race, a monster truck cutting through the IOI cars, and then a light bike from Tron, which I believe, as well as a DeLorean, which makes me think that scene earlier was the DeLorean from Back to the Future 2, because it doesn't look as messed up as one in three does, but it does, it, but it is able to fly. Wrecking balls start flying, and we see Ty Sheridan, aka Wade, take off his mask or his setup and look shocked. After the title, we see a key go into a lock and then cut to the numbers 2018, which of course is the year that this comes out. Okay, this trailer looked really good, but I am still scared. I am still scared that it's not going to come over right because the book, while I like the book, let's be honest, was a gigantic wank fest for the 80s. That's it. It was still fun, but I wonder if writer Ernest Klein's words are going to transfer to the screen well, even in the hands of a pro like Steven Spielberg. The book used a lot, a lot of 80s sh in it. I'm wondering if the they could even get the rights to half of that in the movie. So we'll see how big the changes are. And that will actually have a lot to do with the enjoyment of the movie, too, for anyone who read the book. Unless you can detach, which I sometimes can, and hopefully I can detach for this movie and be able to watch it as its own thing. Let's jump over to the next movie that we got a lot of good stuff for, and that is Thor Ragnarok. Let's talk about the second trailer. If anything was going to set my mind at ease that this was going to be a great movie, this did it. But of course, my mind was always at ease because I trust Taika Waititi. Let's go over what we saw. So it starts out with a scene we've seen before, Thor throwing his hammer and Hela, the goddess of death, broke it. The voiceover starts out with a comedic undertone. Thor, dressed in his gladiator garb, talking to a raged-up Hulk like one would a normal person. Like, oh, hey, let's meet. We're catching up. I'm going to tell you about my day. Then we start seeing the new scenes. We see Mark Ruffalo for the first time. For the first time in a while, we've seen Mark Ruffalo. We see some fancy sci-fi stuff and then Kate Blanchett doing what she does best. Acting. Almost unrecognizable as Hella. I had to look up who it was just to be sure because there's this little part of me in the back of my mind that goes, maybe it's not her. It looks nothing like her. We see her walking around a bunch of dead bodies and the trailer implies that Loki stands up to her, which surprises her. We see some beautiful scenes of Hela and some women flying on horses and then some more comedy as Bruce asks Thor who won their battle. Thor kind of hinting, oh yes, I won it. And Mark Ruffalo just not buying it. We learn that Ragnarok is the end of everything. Of course, if you're familiar with Norse mythology, you already knew this. We see some scenes of destruction. Then we hear Thor talking about making a team to take out Hela. You know, a team like the Avengers used to be. We see him, Bruce, 
We see Valkyrie for the first time and then Loki in chains once again. Does this imply that he lost to Hela and somehow made it to this planet that Hulk is on? Hulk and Thor are on? Me think so. Then we see some buddy cop goodness out of Thor and Loki and oh my god, I can't wait as they fight side by side as two of the most beautiful men in Hollywood. Then more fighting. Hulk fighting a huge wolf because why the hell not? Jeff Goldblum is Grandmaster. We see one of Hela's henchmen, some bald dude. More sci-fi battles, more fighting. This time with Heimdall. And someone's going to correct me, so, so just get it over with. Please correct me. Uh, do we see what could be Loki's death? Hopefully not. Hopefully trailer guy isn't that sloppy on this one. And then we have Hela ask Thor, what were you the god of again? And then Thor jumping down all full of lightning and badassery. This was a really good trailer. It got me pumped. I cannot wait for this. This is a Marvel movie. We know it's going to be good. But the next trailer... The next trailer looks great too. I put this one at the end just because I have a little more to say about it. There's more to nitpick, or not nitpick, but pick apart because from the Thor trailer, we had already seen quite a bit of that. But this one is a lot, a lot of new scenes. And the final trailer for our Comic-Con trailer rundown, the Future Flix special, is Justice League. All right, but this one starts off a little boring and run of the mill. And this is the f***ing Justice League trailer and they're starting with a robbery. Okay, whatever. Then we see Wonder Woman kick ass, like we all expect her to do, because it's Wonder Woman and she's awesome. Some funny banter between her and a co-worker tells us that her identity is still secret. It also reminds us of what Diana does for a living, just in case you suck and you missed Wonder Woman. The trailer reminds us that Superman is dead. We see J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. And while I do love J.K. Simmons, Gary Oldman was the best Gordon. Uh, the trailer says Batman hasn't been doing his job or hints at Batman not doing his job since Superman died. So is he in mourning? Is he in a bat funk? Or is he busy working on getting this team together because he knows something is coming? That's hopefully the movie will answer that. We see the Cape Crusader standing on a gargoyle with lightning in the background because how else would Batman be shown? We see some Diana and Bruce talking, but it's funny that she says the age of superheroes was said to never be coming again or something like that. But so far in the DC movie universe, we've had Superman, Wonder Woman, and that's it. So what, was the age of superheroes Wonder Woman and the two Superman movies? Is that, re is that really it? Like, oh, that was the entire age of heroes right there. I wouldn't exactly call that an age. Scene shifts to Diana's home where we see Steppenwolf appear. Remember folks, Steppenwolf isn't going to take us on a magic carpet ride. Steppenwolf is one of Darkseid's generals. So if they have trouble with this guy, then they're f***ed when Darkseid arrives. Scene shifts again to Aquaman swimming and that's the first shot of the five which shows us Diana, Cyborg, Bruce, and Barry. A voice says there's no lantern and no Kryptonian which hints at who's missing. The Justice League has had many different groups and pairings, but this is the classic one. The question is, which lantern? Is it going to be Hal Jordan or is it going to be Jon Stewart? Either one of those can be put in this group. Are they going to answer my prayers and put Kyle Rayner in? No, they will not do that. We'll probably see him in the Green Lantern Corps movie, which would be really nice, but let's move on. No lantern, no Kryptonian, so we know who's missing, blah blah blah. In the comic world, it's not odd that Steppenwolf said that 
as we all know that green lanterns each cover a sector of space. And since there's no lantern here on Earth, obviously Earth doesn't have one because Ring's searching for someone, or the green lantern for that sector is busy. The next scene shows Steppenwolf's axe causing lava to shoot out of the ground. Then we see Alfred talking and hinting at Bruce's normal enemies, basically saying, hey, remember when you had to deal with the penguin? That was pretty easy, right? This is hard. We see the Justice League together, kind of, and Aquaman's saying that they're all going to die, splices in with shots of Steppenwolf and his army. Then the fun begins. Wonder Woman delivers a line as we get a panning shot of the group as a whole. Then we see the Flash, well, being, being the Flash. But then he says that he's not ready, joking that he just usually just pushes people and runs away. Then we see Cyborg finally do something. He puts his gross and totally not tentacles into one of Batman's vehicles and tell Alfred, Alfred he's taking over. And I must say that Cyborg looks a lot better than he did in the first trailer. The first trailer, he looked terrible. But now he's looking better. Maybe they have the CG cleaned up a bit more. Maybe they should have waited for the CG to be cleaned up before they released a trailer. But after that, the fast and flashy fight scenes start. Each person gets their time to shine as we hear Bruce talking about Superman. Flash runs fast. Wonder Woman does flips and shit. Aquaman dodges Steppenwolf's axe underwater. Cyborg and Batman fight people. We see a one-on-one -on -one scene between Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman. More quick scenes of each of the heroes just flashing fancy goodness. We then go on to a voiceover of Alfred saying he doesn't recognize the world. Uh, some of the visuals in that part look still look pretty shitty, but this is still really early. So they could clean it up just like they cleaned up Cyborg. We get a wide shot of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg standing next to each other. More battles, and then we see the group in Gotham talking to Commissioner Gordon. He does his usual, I'm gonna turn my back, say something, then turn around and totes be surprised when you're all gone. But this time it's just Flash standing there. <laughs> but it's funny. Get it? Because Flash is the fast one. <laughs> as easy of a joke as that was in the trailer. It, it actually got me a laugh out of me. It really did. It was funny. End of the trailer shows us some Jurassic Park style cup vibrations and someone walking up to Alfred. Alfred saying, he said you would come, but let's hope you're not too late. Was that Superman? Of course it was f***ing Superman. Even... If that exact scene isn't when he returns and he was talking about someone else, the trailer's job, besides just showing us how pretty the movie looks and how great it's going to be, is hinting that Superman is going to return to help fight Steppenwolf. Now the question is, what didn't the trailer talk about? What didn't we see? We didn't see some of the other casts from the standalone movies, no Lois, no Martha, no Lex. But they are all said to be in the movie, but the question will be, will they have new scenes or will they be in flashbacks and that that's how they got credited? We didn't see Billy Crudup, who's set to play Henry Allen, no Amber Heard set to play Mar Mira, no Willem Dafoe, who was supposed to play Nuidus Volko, an Aquaman character. The trailer also did a lot to calm my nerves. The visuals are looking a lot better. I think the first trailer was released way too early. Like I said, it didn't look good enough then. It made a lot of people nervous. This one calmed me, but there's still a lot of people out there who are too gun-shy from DC movies. The DC just has done us wrong too many times, and their movies are getting better. They're, they really are getting better. But the trailers have been looking amazing. And then the movies have just been, oh, meh. So hopefully the upward progression is going to keep going. 
and this is going to be a great movie. Well, that was it for this episode or this one shot. I, I've never done anything like this before. I don't really know if this works. Tell me how this works. Should I never do this again? Did you really need me to walk you through the last few trailers? Honestly, tell me what you think. This was just a thought I had. If it doesn't work, I won't do it again. But if it works, the next time we have a big convention and get a lot of trailers, I'll do another one if, if it works. So please hit me up and don't forget to check out my weekly podcast called Future Flicks with Billiam. And of course, if you found this, you probably already subscribed to the podcast. So thank you. Thank you for your support. I have a new com episode coming out this coming week, but for now, let us get into the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. You know, I say this every time, but I really would. I would really appreciate it if you would take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating on iTunes please give five stars. That will help me out. If you do that, also for the other Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network podcasts and for the Watch Your Mouth podcast and the Uncork Gamers, it'll all do us a big solid. And it will help us a lot because the more stars we get, the more iTunes will notice and maybe put us in the new and noteworthy section, which will get us new listeners, more listeners, and then eventually we can make money and do more things for you. So how do you reach me? That's a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy site or the Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter, at BilliamSWN. Same handle on Instagram, Tumblr, and Untapped. You can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts, also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out our friends, the Watch Your Mouth podcast, a fantastic sorority which just started their 10th semester. And don't forget to check out the Uncorked Gamers. And brand new, my friend Big D, Don, started a YouTube channel. I will put a link to it in the show notes. It's about him and his love for movies. That's at least the first episode. And only time will tell where he goes from there. I would love it if you go support him. Click that subscribe button. It'll be worth it. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall -wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMPodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. I'm Dan. I'm Jeff. And we're the Uncourt Gamers. Have you been looking for a video game podcast where people don't get insider knowledge, where people don't have access to games early, and they're just everyday Joes like you? Is that the same podcast that I've been looking for where sometimes we don't even talk about video games? That's right. This is the Uncore Gamers, the gaming podcast where we talk about games when there's gaming news. If there's not, 
We don't try to half-fist game stuff into your throat. We'll talk about things like the 90s. Parenting. And the 80s? And the 80s. (laughs) All right. So if you're looking for a video game podcast where people make bad decisions, just like you do in your everyday life, check out the Uncore Gamers. We're all just a bunch of scumbags. So remember, if it isn't about video games, we'll find a way to make it about video games.